Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. (laughs) (laughs) Today's episode of The Other Stories is... Worms, written by Andrew Benzinger and narrated by Justin Fife. I awoke in total shadow, swapping one darkness for another, as hammering struck the rooftop inches above my head. In a heartbeat, I knew where I was. What more natural response could there be but panic? I didn't think, didn't plead with a sick bastard above. Screams and screams alone spilled from my head. You're making the worms, son. You're making the worms. The old man's words receded further and further away with each dull clatter of dirt pouring on the roof, as if I were moving farther and farther from the earth's surface, hell a step closer with each cascade of dirt. Shit, the worms. The worms. All I could think... A never-ending mantra looped into oblivion. Worms. The worms. The old man upstairs didn't have a care in the world. His sick song shuffled on. The worms crawl in, the worms crawl out. The worms, they play pinochle in your snout. <laughs> Battering the ceiling with my fists proved impossible. The box wasn't even as tall as my forearm and I couldn't very well punch the wood overhead without wedging my arm between the floor and the ceiling like a 
warped decomposing support column. When the old bastard croaked on, it sounded as though he sang from the bottom of a 40-foot well. That distant quality, much more than the song itself, scared the shit out of me. Tunneled my shit straight to the center of the earth. The worms, the worms, they shout, hey, hey, Mississippi mud. (laughs) I realized this was my chance, my last chance to talk to a human being before the hope of being heard vanish. So I hollered out. Oh, you're dead, hollering. You're fucking dead. Laughter (laughs) sunk from above, graffas striking the lid of my tomb like a hellish hail. An ironic threat for a cadaver to be. It didn't matter what I'd seen while working the graveyard shift, fixing the church's pipes. Didn't matter how much dirt I'd dug on the church gravedigger. Didn't matter if I'd caught him red-handed, burying an unconscious homeless man alive. As long as I was buried too, it didn't matter none. The worms, the worms, son. All sound, the laughing, singing old man, the dirt, the world, receded. Receded away till there was nothing but my screams raking through my private pocket of air again and again. But soon enough, even those croaked to a raspy end. Stagnant, earthy hair pressed in from all sides. I had to figure out what I was working with. Maybe the sick freak gave me something, anything, to, to help myself. Damn Snickers barf, he was feeling funny. Think, what did he say when I caught him? Think, think, it ain't the lack of air that'll kill a grounded man. And not water, neither. What the hell did he mean? I patted my pockets flat, broad of the dimensions of my underground cell. Nothing but lint and wood. But when I kicked to the base of my narrow cell, there was nothing there. My feet wiggled in open space. Holy hell, holy hell! I was crying rivers. I knew I was, even if there was no vision to blur. I kicked and stretched my legs down, down, waiting for the wood to meet my feet. It never did. I kept crawling feet first on my back, a confused horseshoe crab breaking for freedom. You're making with the worms, son, making with... I already knew it was a pipe dream. I wasn't trapped in a box. I was trapped in a tunnel. Wood planks gave way to lithified dirt and ooze, but the walls remained just as unforgivingly tight. Packed earth and rock caked my back, my hands as I worked further down the subterranean pipe feet first. If only I could flip myself onto my stomach or face forward, I'd have doubled my pace. But neither was possible without risking wedging myself in a heart-stopping jam. I wasn't particularly claustrophobic. In fact, I was probably less afraid of dark, dank shitholes than most. Probably had something to do with my becoming a plumber. I knew I'd keep an even keel in this underground world longer than most, and I'd be damned if I didn't come out of this with trauma powerful enough to make me a thumbsucker for the rest of my life. The earthy smell intensified as I crawled on, practically strangling me as I wriggled along. Every breath felt like sticking a ginseng root up my nose and inhaling. Dust, a thick mineral tang, caught in my tongue and throat like squirming beetles. But it was air. Any air at all was welcome. As long as I didn't excite the walls of the tunnel too bad, my lungs would survive. 
My left shoe, then my right met a wall. And for a moment, there was a sheer terror. Dead ant. Dead ant. Before I realized, there was more. The tunnel branched into a V. A choice? Where did Holleran's insanity end? He dug a whole network of tunnels under the churchyard? For what damned purpose and, and how? Ain't the lack of air that'll kill a grounded man. Not water, neither. I crawled left without half a reason. There was no light, not a breath of wind, nothing indicating a way out in either direction. But if Holleran had carved out a churchyard crawl space, there had to be an exit. Somewhere. Hypothetically. Hopefully. Then again, what if that was Holleran's purpose in making this hellhole? To bury people in an endless labyrinth, to give human rats the faintest glimmer of hope and then make them crawl backwards and navigate a fractured tunnel network and suck on stones for the faintest promise of moisture and catch bugs and mice for the sustenance and pray to their god in the church a hundred feet away and scream for their mommy until they expire after five and a half days spent writhing in the dark. Stop it. You're getting out of here. You're moving. You'll figure a way out. And if not a way out, a spot closer to the parking lot where people can hear you scream come Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. It's only a day and a half away. Only a day and change. Only. Not ten feet down the left corridor, my foot caught another schism in the earth. I took the left branch again. Sooner or later, I'd figure I'd reach something. As long as I stayed consistent. Keep left. That's a maze strategy, right? Just keep worming. Worming. Your way forward. Or backward. Just keep... Worms, the worms. You're making with the worms, son. Shut up! Just shut up! Come to think of it, there weren't any worms or insects at all in this catacomb. My imagination drew up a writhing populace of little blind creatures in the black all around me, but I hadn't encountered a single one. Maybe I was too far down, the ground packed too tight for even the most adventurous arthropods or invertebrates to dig. My bio teacher, what was her name, Miss Posh, Miss Ross, she said ten odd years ago, earthworms are king of peristalsis contracting and lengthening its body as it burrows. But if the earth grains get too dense for its squishy tube body, maybe six or eight feet underground, it can't push on. Crazy what you remember in the damnedest. My foot hit another obstruction, and as before, I thought I'd found another fork in the road. But as I patted the earth with my shoes, I realized it wasn't a branch. This was my first dead end. Fear gripped me. Manageable but potent. I had to reroute. At least now I could crawl head first. Screw me. Always finding the positive. But something made me hesitate. The earthy odor suddenly intensified to a near vomit proportions, more akin to a combination of rotten flesh and summer and a cellar slime mold infestation, more familiar to a pipe man than most any other, than a plain placid dirt and there was a light tremor in the ground at my feet. A vibration just in my shoes, not anywhere else in the tunnel walls. Morbidly curious and just as confused, 
I pressed my feet harder against the earth wall and felt it again. A shudder ran through my soles, like a motor engine stirring idle. Animated by what? Then the obstruction in the tunnel was no longer an obstruction. The earth wall shifted away from my feet. It bucked, it opened, it fucking opened. And a thick sucking noise broke the silence of the stones. The throaty gargle of some blind animal's throat popped in the dead air. Some entity, some it, going... At first I yelped because it was a noise of any kind. When I heard it, truly heard the stark sucking gargle of its throat like no creature I'd ever heard on earth. I screamed louder than I had while being buried alive. White hot sparks burst my blind eyes as I clawed at the walls, scrambling away from the source of that sound. That inexplicable, guttural rattle crawling through the darkness towards me. I reached the last juncture in the tunnels before I even had enough time to consider what I was crawling from. I took the left route, previously the right, squirmed ahead as a nightmare panic seared my brain into mincemeat, coughing as I tore away. Not a thought given to my struggling lungs, not a thought to the swarms of dust I kicked up in hysteria, and certainly not a coherent thought given to what crept behind me as I crawled like a snail from a salt mine. Coughs turned to hacks, hacks to wheezes, and before I realized I was on the verge of passing out, my vision was dead black as ever, but a concussive pal rolled over my eyes and almost brought me to a stop. Couldn't stop my insides from spasming, choking on air. There it was again, the softly violent sucking, a sharp naked noise in the underground vacuum, like the little supple throats of pebbles gasping for air, the rasps. I could hear them grow louder, louder by the second. Closer, shit, holy shit, it's getting closer. Peristalsis earthworms, peristalsis earthworms are king of peristalsis, contracting and lengthening my lungs, inside out. I wrenched myself forward, kicked dust devils into the darkness behind me, clawed dirt all around me pushed myself, pulled myself down the passage, a wretched soul hopelessly lost in the spinal cord of limbo. These things, they dig these tunnels, grave to grave. Holleran feeds them. He feeds them people. What the hell are they? His pets? Please, please, God, please. Oh, God. The worms, you're... God, please, why? Making with... Please, please, God. The worms, son. I reached forward and met something wet along the tunnel wall. My right hand had embedded in some soft tissue gum, like sticking my hand in a monstrous vagina, gaping mouth the exact size and shape of the tunnel it inhabited. Before I could think, I knew. I'd smacked headfirst into another worm. A scream wrenched its way free of my coffin fit as I tried to yank my hand back. I couldn't. Stuck. An unseen gluey mucus slicked up my fingers, engulfed my hand, sucking at the spongy space between my fingertips and nails. Instinctively, I grasped my right wrist with my left hand and felt the advancing maw of the tunnel creature envelop my free appendage, too. Both hands bound above my head. Tubular things slurped violently at my fingertips till my ceaseless screams converted from terror to agony. 
sucking, contracting muscles powerful enough to uproot the hair from skin. Fingernails were the first to go. Easy, like plucking autumn leaves from the branches. Juices inked out over my arms, washing my forearms and hands. Cold, so cold. That is before the white-hot acid activated and reawakened my already dissolving nerves and living fire. My screams, unreal, a separate agent apart from me, like snapping piano wire, a hellish musical score. I didn't even realize when the worm behind me caught up with my shoelaces. Suddenly, my shin sunk deep into another mouth, the same digestive process working all over again on the exposed tissues of my lower limbs, halfway to being drawn and quartered, two sucking mouths and me, a string of spaghetti caught between the subterranean lady and the tramp. Still screaming as the hairs of my scalp, then my face dragged into a supping vortex of pulsing throat muscles, boiling away skull, eyes, nose, teeth, tongue, as all worlds and images and sensations liquefy into a collapsing star. Oh, God, worms, damn you hollering, Peristalus, per, per, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Worms was written by Andrew Benzinger, narrated by Justin Fife, edited by Duncan Muggleton with music by Duncan Muggleton and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. A quick thanks to our community managers, Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch, and to Joshua Boucher and Carolyn O'Brien for helping with our submission reading, and of course to Ben Errington for tunneling through the social media abyss with his powerful content drill, delivering unto us golden content nuggets. You can follow Andrew Benzinger on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash Andrew dot Benzinger. Justin Fife is on Twitter at at Justin B. Fife. The Other Stories is a production of the Story Studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So, until next time.